Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Valent Podcast. I'm Mark Wilkins, Technology and Training Director with Valent, and your host for this podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be taking a deep dive into the topic of low temperature heating. The industry has long talked about increasing efficiencies and low temperature heating systems. And with the updated Part L of the building regulations soon making low temperature heating mandatory in new build and recommended for existing properties where a complete heating system is updated, it's something that installers should be aware of. Heat pumps and underfloor heating already run at lower temperatures, so the drive to install greater numbers of heat pumps will naturally mean more homes need to be designed to run using low temperature systems. Traditional fossil fuel boilers are also more efficient if operated at lower system temperatures, so given the current energy crisis, making systems operate more efficiently is surely a good thing. I'm pleased to be joined by some great guests today to help bring some clarity to how turning the temperature of the heating system down works in practice. Martin Butcher, Technology Specification Manager from Valent, Simon Melbourne, who is our System Design Expert here at Valent, and Christian Ford, a heat pump installer from Indigo Renewables in Leicester, who have already been working with low temperature heating systems for many years. Martin, would you like to start us off by introducing yourself, please? Hello, my name's Martin Butcher. I'm a Technology Specification Manager. Um, My current role uh, within Valent Group is... uh, looking at building regulations and uh, specification of uh, buildings across the UK, understanding their energy needs uh, and understanding uh, what improvements can be made to the existing housing stock to uh, better facilitate low temperature heating. Thank you, Martin. Coming to you next, Simon, can you tell us a little bit more about your role at Valent within the design team, please? Thanks, Mark. So, yeah, Simon Melbourne. I am the System Sales and Design Manager at Valent. Um, so what does System Sales and Design do? Um, so we're a team of experts and we cover all types of requests uh, from domestic boilers, commercial boilers and also heat pumps. So the System Sales and Design team is here to support our customers uh, with design, um, pre-sales, technical information requests, uh, which could be a simple assistance with guidance on heat pump sizing for a property, to delivering full indemnified heating designs with radiator schedules and layouts for multi-house developments. Thank you, Simon. And uh, Christian, last but by no means least, can you tell us about your experiences, please, and the work that you do in the heating sector and the sort of types of properties that you work in? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Mark. Uh, thanks for inviting me to be involved with the podcast today. Uh, we're a new renewables business based in the centre of Leicester. Um, we've been operating the heating industry since 2006, uh, installed our first heat pump a few years later. And that point on, we decided to make our core business approach to the domestic renewables market. Uh, we haven't looked back since. We predominantly work with air and ground source systems for developers and self-builders who build bespoke new build properties and feel renewables are at the heart of the home. Uh, we have seen more of an appetite for retrofit over the last two years and that's becoming a more common part of our day-to-day where previously it was only those who were conscious of the carbon footprint uh, would really entertain renewables as a boiler replacement. We see lots of customers whose boilers coming to the end of its cycle looking seriously at heat pumps as a replacement now partly because of the rising fuel costs uh, and the release of the boiler upgrade scheme. But I honestly feel people's perception of how to heat a home is changing um, so yeah that's the bulk of what we do is new build but uh, retrofit is becoming more and more popular so you're well versed in the topic of low temperature systems thank you christian martin uh, we start um with the first uh, question low temperature heating is a term that has been banded around for many years but what does it mean and how does a heating system achieve low temperature yeah good question mark low temperature heating is really achieved by 
lowering the heating in the uh, in the central heating system. A traditionally, uh, a heating system runs at 80 degrees flow and about 60 degrees return temperature. And low temperature heating really means that that temperature is reduced to something like 60 degrees or less flow temperature. That's achieved by uh, being able to fit larger radiators to reduce the temperature, but also uh, by making sure that the the house, by increasing insulation and things like that in the property, can actually run at that lower temperature. What that means is the mean water temperature in the system, uh, instead of being running at 60 degrees or 50 degrees difference between the average of the radiator temperature and the room, is now reduced to more like 20 or 30 degrees. So obviously the, the radiators need to be quite significantly bigger to be able to run at that lower temperature. However, it can be that an older building has been modified quite extensively with insulation like increased loft insulation or improved double glazing uh, and even things like cavity wall insulation, which mean that the, the radiators that are fitted into a property are oversized. So the system may well be able to run at a lower temperature than you're actually running the system at. Also, uh, there are controls uh, today, modern controls, that are able to facilitate in allowing you to run at a temperature lower than the design temperature of the radiator to um, improve uh, the performance of your system allowing it to run at 50, 40, 30 degrees even, when it's not needed to run at a higher temperature. Uh, lower temperature systems uh, are suitable for uh, improving uh, the efficiency, if you like, of uh, boiler systems, but are also making uh, systems suitable for air source heat pumps, either now or in the future, because heat pumps require a lower temperature than a traditional heating system. Well, a lot in there, Martin. So let, let's just um, dive into some of those a little bit more detail and, and, and unpick some of that information. So low temperature systems aren't necessarily just about cranking down the thermostat on the flow temperature. There are controls out there that will automatically match the, the flow temperature to, to what's needed in the system, correct? Correct, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And because you are now working with, with lower temperatures, the difference between the mean water temperature in the room is, is lower than it would have been traditionally with a, with a boiler system working at 80 degrees C. So what's the net effect on that? You mentioned the radiator size. So the radiators will have to get proportionally larger to give the same output into the property to balance the heat load, correct? Yes, that's correct, yeah. Okay. And um, if I remember thermodynamics correctly, the greater the difference between the mean water temperature and the air temperature in the room, it, you will get a quicker heat up. So does this mean that your system may heat a little bit slower? Yes, it does. Yeah, you're right. Thermodynamics mean that because the temperature difference between uh, the room and the radiator design temperature, if you like, because it, it's bigger, when it gets lower, it will take a little bit longer to heat up the room, correct? Okay, but on the positive side, great for heat pumps because they're optimised at, at lower flow temperatures. Um, you mentioned 55, but I'm guessing with, with underfloor heating systems, that could be even lower still. Uh, and, and also a, a boiler 
um, will run more efficiently with a lower a lower system temperature. Absolutely, any in fact, not just a boiler, but a heat pump. If the lower the temperature you can run the system, the more efficiently it'll it'll run. So, with an incumbent boiler in a property, lowering the temperature that the system can run at will increase the uh, efficiency. And if you can get around uh, 50, 55, say, degrees flow with a with a condensing boiler, then you can significantly increase the efficiency of the appliance and hence uh, the efficiency of the running of the system. And that with a condensing boiler is because it's at the point where it's condensing all the time, or yes. certainly more of the time. Yes. Okay, yeah. brilliant. Martin, that's that's a great introduction and a great sort of scene setter for, uh, for where we are. Okay, I'm not sure whether Simon or Martin will want to pick this one up, but I'm sure one of you will, will jump in. We've talked about reducing the temperature of the heating system, uh, maybe down to, to 55 degrees C. Um, fairly obvious question here. What about domestic hot water, the storage temperature of, of the cylinder? Thanks, Mark. I'll, I'll pick that one up. So the temperature we store water is important as well. So in past, we've naturally stored water quite high temperature-wise. Uh, so let's say we've set the thermostat to 65 degrees C, which generally means that um, when you um, run the tap, you get nice piping hot water, but you then have to blend it down with cold water. Uh, otherwise that water is then obviously too hot to do anything with you can't put your hands in it for example so when we um, are looking at the heating appliance and the temperature we heat the the cylinder to we want to try and reduce that down um, ideally i would say to around about 50 degrees c and that means that uh, water is uh, at a usable level and that temperature is good enough to bathe in it it's good enough to uh, take grease off pots etc etc and it also means that uh, we're not unnecessarily heating the cylinder to a higher temperature than we need. Ultimately, um, the less time the heating appliance is sat in hot water, the more efficient the system will become. And I, I guess, Simon, that comes down to design again, because um, if you've got lower temperatures going into the cylinder, you'll need more coil area um, within the cylinder to, to get a, a heat exchange into the water. So again, hot water side comes down to design? Uh, yeah, correct. Yeah, absolutely. So if we're looking at um, a heat pump system, then we need to make sure that that cylinder is suitable. Um, and you mentioned there, obviously, the surface area of the coil, uh, and that is absolutely key. Uh, we need to make sure there's a, a good partnership there between the right size heat pump for the property, obviously, heating requirements, but then also the cylinder coil uh, can cope with the output from that heat pump to make sure we get a good transfer of energy into the cylinder otherwise a undersized coil will lead to performance issues with the heat pump and underperforming uh, hot water temperature in with the cylinder and again equally a, a boiler running at lower temperatures i'm guessing here would would be served well by a, by a larger size coil in there to to get the energy into the cylinder yeah you're correct yeah um it's not only heat pumps so obviously the bigger the surface area of the coil um, the more energy you can transfer from the um, the water serving that cylinder into the uh, water that's being heated. So yeah, you absolutely, absolutely are correct. Um, how does designing a low temperature system differ from, um, I'm not sure what to call this, a standard higher temperature system, a traditional system? So when we're working at 55 um, for a heat pump system, how does that differ to a, the more traditional 80 degree for a boiler? Um, thanks, Mark. I think the, 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 the first thing that we need to probably 
uh, look at there is you know starting from the basics and that is doing the the necessary heat loss calculations um that is the you know the important part really is into establishing what is the heat loss of a room and then ultimately what is the heat loss of the entire building um from that um heat loss calculation you can then determine the size of the radiator and traditionally um yeah if you was to look at a um, traditional gas boiler system running at 80 degrees C yes that radiator you know, would be um, relatively small compared to a system that uh, was running on a lower flow temperature and that's because we need a greater surface area of the radiator to emit um, into uh, um, into the room to deliver the same air temperature um, as, uh, as we uh, have designed the system to achieve. Simon, can I just jump in there? Um, we often hear about oversized radiators with lower temperature, but it's not so much oversized as correctly sized for the parameters that you're working at. Yeah, that's correct, Mark. So um, part of the design process, um, again, is to do that um, room by room heat loss calculation. And then you are calculating exactly what that room requires. You would then choose the radiator to match um, the output that that room requires to achieve the air temperature that um, you want to design to. Okay, and we talk about oversizing because a, a radiator's output is specified at you know, typically a 50 or, or 60 degree difference between the room temperature, say 20, and the mean water temperature of the radiator, say 70, so that's a 50 degree C differential. That radiator, let's say, gives one kilowatt. If you work at lower temperatures, um, 55 in, 35 out, you get a mean water temperature of 45 in the radiator, so just the sort of 25 degree difference between the mean water temperature of the radiator and the air temperature. So your radiator is now down at something like 400 watts, 500 watts. So you would need to increase the size of the radiator to give the one kilowatt that you need into the room. Is that the correct understanding? Absolutely correct, yeah. So once we've um, established the size of the radiator, then obviously we need to look at the uh, pipe work that feeds that radiator. Um, and again, this is down to design of the complete heating system. We need to make sure that we can get the right flow rate to that radiator to deliver the output that that radiator requires to heat the room. Um, and this is where we look at the differential across the uh, radiator. So if you take a traditional gas boiler, you'll be flowing in at, let's say, 80 degrees C, returning at 60, so a, a 20 degree differential. Um, but then if you flip that over to a heat pump system, then you're looking at a, a 5 degree differential. So you could be flowing in at 45 and then returning at 40. And those things have a bearing on the pipe sizing that we need to uh, feed that radiator. So, for example, in a retrofit situation, um, if you've got a traditional system that's uh, fed from a uh, small bore micro, a small bore system, like a, you know, a 10 mil micro bore system, for example, that may not be sufficient to serve that radiator using a lower differential. Okay, thank, thanks, Simon. Let, again, let's let's just sort of demystify this a, a little bit if we can. Um, so, a traditional boiler system, 20k delta T between flow and return, that will require a given flow rate um, through through the appliance, through the system. Because the heat pump works on a lower delta T, that requires, if I'm correct, more flow rate through the system. Correct. And therefore, the pipe work that's in there will have to be calculated 
and sized according to the flow rates required, correct? Absolutely, yes, that's correct. It's all to do with the mass flow rate, uh, Mark. So when we're doing a design, we look at um, the energy that that radiator requires. So therefore, we look at the, the mass flow rate, um, which will then give us um, a correctly sized pipe. Um, what we're looking at is um, not flowing too fast through the pipe or indeed not too slow through the pipe. So these are the criteria that we look at when we're you know, designing heating systems. Um, obviously, too high a flow rate increase, increases the pressure drop across the complete system. Um, and we may find that if we, you know, we undersize all of the pipes within the system, the, the circulation pump um, is unable to overcome the pressure drop within the system. Oh, so we're into things like index circuit calculations and, and all sorts of things of, of, of that ilk, yeah? Absolutely. Right, so this isn't something that's new to, to any installer. It, it's basic 101 heating system design work. But because we've made boilers so flexible, so big and forgiving over the years, most people maybe don't think necessarily about doing that uh, when they go in and replace an existing boiler. Is that correct? Yeah, it is correct. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. And um, we just need to take a step back and think about this when we're looking at um, replacing heating systems and gearing up for the future, designing for low temperature heating systems. Uh, future-proofing homes for uh, heat pumps in particular. We need to make sure that that heating system will continue to serve 20 years down the line. Great, brilliant. We could spend an awful lot of time discussing this and the finer points of, of heating system design, and, and that's not what we're here for today. It, this is just to sort of start the, uh, the discussion and the flavours. But in summary, the things I've picked out of that are you will need to do a room-by-room -room heat loss calculation, so you need to you understand what each room needs and that adds together to become the sum of, of, of the system requirements. You will need to correctly size your radiators um, for the temperatures that you're working at. They may be larger than today. You'll need to design the systems properly and make sure the pipe work can cope and accommodate the flow rates that, that are required. And it's about designing the system properly to suit and for longevity to, to last and future-proof over the years. Absolutely correct. Okay, brilliant. Thank you, Simon. Thanks all. There's been a lot of really interesting discussion around the drivers behind the move towards low temperature heating systems, whether that be with existing boilers or via heat pumps, and the importance of system design in the overall system efficiency. There's a lot to discuss here, and we're only really scratching the surface, so we'll be recording a second part of this episode where we'll look at some of the areas installers should consider when it comes to the installation of low temperature heating systems. Thanks again to today's guests. As ever, the links and resources can be found in the episode description below. See you next time. I'm Mark Wilkins, and this is The Valent Podcast.